to show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to, oh, you know, not just welcome back to another episode. Welcome to the two-year anniversary episode. Been doing this shit for two years, son. It's fucking wild. Wild. Um, and I've got kind of a tradition, I guess, going for the one-year, two-year first episode. This is my tradition, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of Mark's tradition, too, because he doesn't have a choice. I just call him like, hey, man, you want to be on the episode? <laughs> it's our anniversary time. So my guest for this episode, episode one, Episode, I think it was like 67 because my numbers got fucked up. But the one year anniversary mm-hmm. episode, and now here we are, episode 117, the two year anniversary episode. So, welcome, Coach Mark, again. Hey. What's up, man? How you been? Tired. <laughs> Tired. You've been training like a fucking demon, dude. Like, I try. Actually, you know, I look back and sometimes I don't even think I train enough. <laughs> I think that's something though for people who work hard though and train hard yeah, that's yeah. that's what you think though I was like I don't do a lot at all like son like you train for five hours a day <laughs> yeah but no that's not a lot I could do more so uh, that, like well it's not even just physically training though for you yeah it's off the mat so too mm-hmm. conditioning and everything like nutrition watching videos just that's thinking about it like I, I'm actually lo- always looking at my books. I always like write notes after a class. People don't see it, but because I don't like to sweat in my, my notebook. Right? <laughs> That's what... I don't know how people can write while training. I'm like, oh no. And if you look at my notes, the, it looks like I'm writing a novel. Everything's so detailed. Mm-hmm. So. So it's like I, I have the same issue. I'm like to sweat on the book, and it's like all these like like I write small too. Like I like. Like is that like are you typewriting right now? Like little bitch, I'm writing like little print. So I get you. It's really annoying because like I, I try to make my notes super specific, but I look at like someone else's notes and be like, oh, take back, omoplata, something, 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 rear naked choke, and I'm like, I always in my notes I always write like what lens I'm trying to control. I get you. Um, when when you're when when you write your notes, because I know when I write my notes, I write them as if what if somebody finds them? Yeah, that's exactly how I so do. So I want them to be able to decipher <laughs> Dude, what's I'm... going on. But yeah, like I said, if you're looking at somebody else's notes, it's like you get it because yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay, I get. What I train it, so I, like I know, and like we're in the same class, so I know what I'm I'm seeing. But if someone were like to randomly find it, like it's like a ancient manuscript, too. yeah. And the ancient style of martial arts. I'm like, oh. But it, I don't know. What gets me is like, what if I forget? You yeah. know? And I don't think it's going to happen but because I do the sport. But Well, especially when, I think like with more advanced moves though. Mm-hmm. Like, because I know for me, there are moves that are like advanced. I may not normally do them, but I write the notes. Yeah. So, you know, in case like, all right, now we start doing something else and now I can connect that to what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. And you go back and read those notes versus rear naked choke. I still write those super detailed, but yeah, I'm not going to forget. But still, 
Just because what if some, again, what, what, like, what if this all falls apart and they find my notebook? They're like, what the fuck is this? And this book says, oh, well, that didn't work. Let's see what didn't work. Oh, my God. What are these manuscripts? So when it comes to like the inverting stuff, so I, I've been doing a lot of invert moves like Baron Bolos and um, just stuff like that. Um, uh, baby Bolos, too. And I'm, it's just kind of like I need to be specific about what my hands are grabbing. What what's the basic concept of this? Like, what am I trying to avoid to, you know, so that they don't do stuff that could like block me or prevent me from moving over? Yeah, I. I'm also, when I write my notes, I get weird about it because I write, because it's for me. Yeah. And I'm right-handed. So I'll say, okay, with your right hand, you know, grab here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with now, while you're using your right hand to do this, you're going to take your left hand to control this. And then you're going to put your right foot on their left hip. And it's like, and then I go back to thinking, it's like, what if somebody finds this and they're left-handed? So I, I used to be the same way, and I started replacing a lot of words. So like spider lasso, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the hand on the spider side is going to control the sleeve. The hand on the lasso side is also going to control the sleeve. But, uh, or like, you know, maybe on the spider side, I'm going to control the collar. Or if I'm doing Delaheva lasso and stuff like that. Fair. So I'm calling it by like <laughs> the sides of what which both guards I'm playing. I like that. I'm I'm gonna have to <laughs> in, like I'm gonna have to incorporate that into my notes now because because I al- often wonder too for myself. Yeah, yeah. It's like when I'm doing my lasso, I always loop uh, my left leg. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, but every so often I will switch the game up. And if I'm looking at my notes, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? There is. Dude, the reason why I got into it, because Mendy, uh, who trains at Owing Mills, does his Delahiva, uh, his Delahiva lasso. His lasso is going to be on the right side. Mm. He plays his lasso on the right side, and it, when I look at it, I'm like, eh, "That's gross. Who does that?" <laughs> yeah, but when you think about, it, I feel like if somebody played theirs on the right side on me, and he he has and, a, he has an upper hand, like my left. I'm all fucked up if you're going that Just side. Discombobulator. Yeah, but if you but if you go to my right, it's like oh I can get some like you better go back to the drawing board. But you hit my left, I'm like oh shit, I didn't I, I didn't drill like mm-hmm. defending the side. So all right, he's right. When Damn. I like so what caught me was one time when I typically defend like lasso uh, Delahiva right or the lasso spider. Let's say lasso spider. Yeah. I'm always gonna snatch away my my left arm right that way the my that now becomes a free hand and i could um turn the lasso leg in a bit and i could walk out that towards the lasso side when he does it i i get so confused <laughs> i'm like which how do which hand do i snap because i'm so used to snatching breaking the spider part with my left hand but now i have to do it with my right and it feels kind of funny to me that would fuck me up. Like just thinking about it's fucking with me. Like right I now. had to think about it. I had to be like, which way do I do I normally go? But that sounds fun though. It's, it's that's the thing about jujitsu though. It's just it's, it's all just so much fun. Just because we're figuring out new things, mm-hmm. people do mm-hmm. shit backward. You're like, oh wait, I'm not I'm not defended this way, which kind of goes with what coach says. You learn it, you know, both sides. I don't. <laughs> But but coach is right. Learn both sides because you'll run into that situation. Um, so since we've last talked, we've been doing a lot of competing. 
Yeah. Uh, so let's go on to that. That's been it's been frustrating since we last talked until now. All right. So mm-hmm. when we last talked, I I got promoted to blue. Um, actually, I got promoted to blue a while ago. Yeah. Like, like it's it's coming. My two years is coming up. But I wasn't winning any gold medals, right? And it's like it's small stuff, like you know, I missed a take. I did a takedown, right? But it will be outside of the uh, the ring, so it only counts as like an advantage versus actual points. Or um, when I basically when I should have got up, it was just like minor technical mistakes. Like I should have bum rushed forward, took and took the uh, posting hand out. But versus like I try to go back in and try to um plotter and stuff like that. So it's just like small stakes. But now I've been winning. I won gold at both the Naga and uh, IBJJF, which is something I'm really happy about because yeah. it, it's saying like, oh, you know, now you're officially like, you're officially like in this, you know, in this as a blue belt. So, and it was, it was, I mean, it's really, really nice to actually win an IBJJF medal. That was my first one. Okay. Yeah. Because I've never done an IBJJF before. It's always been like Nagas or New Breed or the good fight or like other other stuff too local yeah. stuff because remember when i when i started doing uh, even though i was doing jujitsu <clears throat> predominantly i was a i was a striker all right i did jujitsu just for fun and kind of like to play around with not only the clenching and the uh, the the foot tricks and everything but yeah. also kind of like just to keep myself ready in terms of um and even like from a self-defense self-defense uh, standpoint and like I was also training with MMA fighters, so that yeah. that scrambling and wrestling was really good for me too. Like I was training, I remember I was training like a Master Lloyd's and like both at Ivy League at the time, and um, that it was just very beneficial. So, but this is like I started getting to IBJJFs because it's a whole different dynamic. I mean, like not to say like Nagas or new breeds aren't aren't good. But like I'm always gonna stick with the. It's always gonna be the local people. Like I'm always gonna run yeah. into like yeah. Conquest BJJ or or like um, Randori or um, even Silverback. Like yeah. in the DMV yeah. area, Kaizen MMA. I'm always yeah. gonna run into those guys here, right? So, and I've done that the past couple of times. It's always been the same thing. And like it's not to say that like it's not a challenge or fun, but. If I want to grow in my BJJ career, or even as it's just just in my personal BJJ life, I want to be able to go against people from different areas. Yeah. So that's why IBJJF is so fun to me because I went to I went to Atlanta and New Orleans, and now I'm going to New Haven. But when I went to like New Orleans, I'm getting people from California, Montana, Chicago, like Florida, like all these guys coming around the the, the nation just to come here. And there's likewise, same thing with Atlanta. Like I went against, it's funny. I, when I did Atlanta though, it was basically a local for them. Yeah. But what was funny about it is I went up against two guys from the same gym. And it wasn't like autos or something. It was something a little different and um, uh, very different. But two of the guys came up against me and I beat both of them. And I mean, I did work. I, I stuck to my game plan, but it was like, even though it's two different, um, it's two different, uh, two different guys. It was still kind of the same style from the same gym. So sure, it didn't yeah. really give me a different look. So, when when you went to Atlanta, 
So, well, which uh, IBJ, IBJJF uh, did you get gold at? Atlanta. Atlanta, that was one. So I remember, I saw the post. I yeah, reposted yeah. it. I saved it because uh, you put up uh, a clip. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to use that clip for one of my reposts later. Yeah. But just the fucking queue is just fucking backed up. So I'm like, let me find the right day to throw that out there. I was like, okay, I know you, you won gold. I, I couldn't remember if it was there or... Um, like uh, New Orleans, so I'm like New Orleans was frustrating because I, the the guy I lost to in my division had the same exact guard as I did, and it was like. And then I talked to Julius after he was like, "All right, so you, if he does that, you got to do something different. You got to pressure pass differently," and we went over some stuff to like break the grips and everything. So it was like cool, and that's been helping me ever since. And then in New Orleans. I did really, really well in the open division. I had about four fights, and uh, I lost in the finals because cause I'm not used to fighting guys who are like six six and three hundred pounds. Oh yeah, that dude was that dude was really big, and he didn't even beat me by much. Actually, I was it was I, I did good job retaining guard and stuff like that. The only problem was I wasn't quick enough to take him down, which almost happen but the timer ran out and i also did you know again some wrong techniques but again i I wasn't sad i was just like back to the drawing board and see what i need to fix and well i think that's the thing too with where you're at now in the game yeah versus where you were like you went out there you saw the mistakes yeah go fix them versus you know, before, and I don't even know, like, before, you know, like, you do, like, a new breed or a naga or something. Yeah. And you come back, and you're like, eh, I don't care. <laughs> like, I, you know, whatever. Like, this isn't my game. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a Muay Thai fighter. I'm, you know, looking to move the MMA. Yeah. I'm just doing jiu-jitsu to kind of complement the rest mm-hmm. of my game. So, you know, seeing that, that transformation, because even when we uh, talk in Messenger, it's like... You know, it's just, there's this, like, feel when we're talking. It's like, when you're, like, you start, like, like throwing out terms. I'm like, dude, like, hey, hey, like, regular words here. Like, I, I love jujitsu too. And I know know some of the terms, but you just use a fucking word I didn't know. So, like, why are you, like, typing them, like, fucking going to Google? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Like, I'll, like, put it in a search in the fucking Instagram. That's the thing. Everyone has, like, a different term for everything. So, like... I like I know when I would look at um, some of the tutorials or the videos you sent me mm-hmm. of like Gordon Ryan, they use the term wedge a lot. And yeah, I was like, what's a yeah. wedge? I never heard of a wedge before. But other gyms use different terms, but it essentially means the same thing. So, 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 so it's like hearing certain words just kind of like what it what they're calling it makes sense to me. And maybe just with kind of being in a few different areas. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, been, like, a couple different, like, fucking Michigan and Delaware in here. So it's not like words are that that different. But, yeah. you know, hearing certain terms, it's like, okay, I think I get what that is. And then, you know, you connect it. But like like you were saying with um, Mahoney's um, uh, pressure pass system that he shows us, like, when he does the numbering, it's like, you know, the numbers differently that, than what he's showing. <laughs> And it's like, oh, shit. Because when we were training together, you're like, look, I'm just going to call the move what it is because 
I know the numbers differently. That was really annoying for me because <laughs> when Mahoney does it, he he's literally like all over the place with it, and then he adds his own little Mahoney spats to it, which I I'm I'm cool with. But when I learned it, it was like number one was a different thing. So like number one for Mahoney is like stacking. Uh, no no, cutting knee cutting knee cut. to the left side. But my number one is stacking the person on the right side. I thought long step was number one. See exactly, and now we get so confused. Oh, it might be. I thought the knee cut was number two. Long step, number one. I think knee cut number two. I think he does knee cut number one, and then long step is number two. Okay, I mean, the fact is we know what they are. Yeah, exactly. So that's why he brings up a good good point. It, like if if they're gonna go, if you're gonna go in a tournament. Everyone's numbering system is different. Like, I learned mine from Keith. Even Ronnie and Epps has a different one when they teach. And Mahoney is like, like. Yeah, I think I drilled it with Ronnie one day after class. Because mm-hmm. I had the, the uh, I had Mahoney recorded for me. Yeah. And I'm looking at that. And then when I was going through the steps, even Ronnie was like, his numbers were all like different. I was like, it's. I, I'm just, I just want to do the moves. Like I don't care about the these numbers. The sled passing system is janky in terms of numbering. But yeah, but it makes sense because because everyone's numbers are different. If you call it out in mm-hmm. a tournament, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, silverbacks may not be the same as you know 88s. Yeah. So like, oh, what the fuck is he saying? Like well, that's that's a pressure pass of some sort. Like, but what's he doing? So. It all makes sense. But, I mean, again, like, that transformation for you from, you know, before to now, even when we're, you know, conversing about it, you know, you're throwing out, you know, just combinations in, in just how you're typing and yeah. explaining stuff. And I'm like, okay. Even when um, when we, we draw that apps and then you wrote the notes out for me. Yeah. Which I actually still have, like, the last two I have to go back and still write down. But... um like all of it, like the way that you wrote it out was like, oh, this is exactly how I would write it out. You know, but the terminology that you're using, it was like, okay, like this isn't just some dude writing saying, all right, now you're going to, you know, do this. And like, now you got his back. It's like, no, it was detailed on how yeah. to transition to a sweep, like whether in just even what to adjust for. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, dude, you're, you're a fucking Brazilian jiu-jitsu player, dude. You're, you're no longer a Muay Thai guy. <laughs> Like accept it. Well, you you have accepted it because you've even said it to me. Like, you know, I think yeah, I like, my gi guy at that. That's the crazy part. It's not even nogi anymore. But I, I love. I, mean, I still love nogi. I've been playing a lot with like um, K guard, X guard, um, single leg X, Delahiva, half guard. I I love playing that stuff now because it. I I can see why people love to play it. Because the most common thing you see at a lower belt level is like people love to stack and pressure pass and everything. Yeah. But if if they can't get past their knee shield, I see so many people just like going for the K guard and like bring them over like deep half and stuff like that just just to get like some kind of leg. And I'm like, wow, it looks really fun. And then I started trying it. And I, that's why I messaged you the other day. I was like, man, X guard is really fun. I ankle locked everyone today because yeah. they didn't know what to do. But like I literally everyone I went up against I ankle locked and I was just like why haven't I done this more because I mean it's just it's annoying because okay er, like again lower belt everyone's just trying to pass get into side control and kind of work some dominating position but from bottom guard it's 
I, I find it so much more fun to be down there and then the person's on top of you. And it's more satisfying to see them get swept over or get tapped from bottom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, especially when you like if you sweep them in a way where they didn't know it was there mm-hmm. or it was available to you and it's just like what the fuck just happened? I know some of my training partners now, I'm not gonna mention names, but they'll be like, Fuck, I should have seen that coming. Like, God damn it, why <laughs> obviously. And it's just kinda like, Oh, if you saw it coming, you wouldn't fall for it. Dude, I fall into that position though too, where it's like It'll happen. And the thing is, I know as soon as I move my hand, it's like I already feel the weight distribution. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> it's just like at that point, I'm just like, it's earned. Like yeah. in the training room, you know, it's like it's but, earned. Take but, it. I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about, like with the whole Mikey Moose and Mikey thing. Right. It's earned because they know your game plan already. You guys learn together. So yeah. they know what you're going to do. So if they don't see that coming and they you, they, you were able to catch it on them. That's mega bonus points because imagine if it was a stranger like in competition and you can't. That's always been kind of the thought with like visiting another gym, mm-hmm. you know, and then hitting them with something that, you know, you've been working hard. You've been getting stuff at your own gym. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wait, this shit does work. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. You know, just in competition, same thing. It's like if you can get it on your own teammate who knows it, you hit it on the stranger, it, it gets gold. So remember, we're like we're drilling at um, Epsis House, right? And we're going over a lot of lasso stuff and everything. So the reason I did that Naga down in Virginia Beach was because, like, oh, this is a system I really want to work because I, I love playing lasso, right? But this is something more in depth now. Now, like, what if they start taking back or like st- or leaning leaning further back, or what if they start like stacking you and stuff like that? So it's it's, it's a bunch of information for different systems. Um, situations you're in yeah so i wanted to try it out and it was uh and again i'm drilling it and with you guys uh i'm testing it out in the in the training room which is hard because again everyone's learning lasso with me okay. but when i was able to do it in naga it's like everyone got caught with it i was like oh 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 this is nice <laughs> well and that's got to be super rewarding though too again your hard work is paying off yeah, in yeah. a way that yeah you know again it's not working, seemingly not working in the training room, and then you get to see it actually happen in competition. You know, because like coaches always say, trust the process. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and that gets hard, though. It's hard because, like, again, everyone's learning the same thing you are, and it's just like, how are you going to trust the process if you're getting, like, if everyone knows to move, and then they, they have some sort of counter for it. Like, you get stacked, or they, uh, they, they just snatch away the leg and, and shit like that. I think that's most disheartening for, like, those new guys, the mm-hmm. white belts that are like, well, coach, what if they do this and what if they do and that? It's so frustrating <clears throat> so much. It's like, guys, you guys don't know anything yet. I don't know anything yet, and I'm, I compete. I'm a blue belt. I, I don't know shit. But, like, one thing I am going to say is I, I'm, I'm going to trust my coaches. and like, Yeah. I mean, especially if they say, look, I mean, you, that's the thing. It's like they're battle-tested. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like they're yeah. just some fucking guys, you know, that – you know, from, you know, a back alley or some shit, say, you know, yeah, just yeah. trust my, you know, my street fighting technique here. It'll <laughs> work. Like, no, these are like fucking champions, world champions that are like, look, it will work. You sure you don't want to do the dust program? Like, I mean, he's from Detroit. So, I mean, you know, you know it's, I can't, it's I, all you. <laughs> I, can't, I can't, you know, turn my back on a, you know, fellow Detroiter. You got to dodge the bullet, <laughs> grab the chamber, pull it out. Dude. Like break the guy's finger. 
and then give him a smolder look when you're done dude like i don't (laughs) even know how to feel about that sometimes i'm looking at those videos i'm just like so wait people really are okay y'all okay y'all believe them all right cool i mean you know keep yourself relevant silly shit there was a gracie that actually had him at his gym though recently was it i thought it was um henner no maybe no 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 um let me see. Let's look it up. Yeah, it was very recently because yeah, because there's a lot of and he he actually you know like talked about some of the stuff he does. To be honest, people gave him a lot of shit for teaching that stuff, but he even he said it in one of his videos where he was like, "Look, I'm there's no guarantee if you'll live or what, right? But what I'm trying to teach is pe- give people confidence to like, hey, if you're you're at gunpoint." And you you don't have anything else to do, then you might as well try and fight back because you're gonna sure. die either way. So yeah. you either get injured and shot at, and try to like get out, or you just take the L. Yeah, so. you know, you know, and I get you know I get it. I, I don't know. I, I think from a practical standpoint, and I know especially on social media, you get a lot of uh, a lot of gatekeepers. Yeah, it's like. You know, getting you know taking taking it too personal, yeah, you know, shit like that, and not just that though. You know, a lot of people who jujitsu so vast in how the moves work, and it's different for everybody, different body types. I, I post videos, and you get I'll get somebody that'll say, "Yeah, that's not going to really work." Mm-hmm. It's like okay, and I've been trying now to find videos where. It's being drilled and then show the same video yeah. in competition where it does work. Because there's a Kat Zingano had a video where she's doing, um, not a cartwheel pass, but um, she was doing something. And then following, she had several wrestlers yeah. doing it in competition. Didn't hear anyone running their mouths then. A lot of crickets. But that's kind of the point, though. It's like everybody sees it in training. It's like, oh, well, that's just not going to work. It's yeah. a controlled situation. And when you get to see it live action, full mm-hmm. speed, then it's like, oh, that shouldn't have worked, but it did. Well, no, it should work because if they fucking bust your ass and drill that hour after hour after hour after hour, it's going to work. Just trust the process, dickhead. There's a video that uh, that DC posted where one of his wrestlers went up against, I forgot who it was, one of... Uh, Habib's boys, but he he did like a really fancy like snatch takedown, and um, I remember reading in the YouTube comment sections like, man, that only works with the pros, and it, like he only did that because he's a kid. The kid did it in a a wrestling match and was able to do it like pretty much every single match. Like some were successful and some were just like, oh, if he didn't like get it, he at least got into like a really good position. And it's like, yo, you can't shoot the move until you try it. And you can't compare, like, a keyboard warrior can't compare their situation to, like, someone who actually fucking trains. And that's that's really irritating. Yep. Well, I think that's another thing, too, that's interesting, as you said. You know, somebody was saying that only works, you know, at the pro level. It's like, well, I mean, because, again, they're pros. They've been training. I mean, it could work at your level, too, yeah, if yeah. you train. So they make it look easy. You don't because you don't train as much as they do. Or if you do, then you haven't really played with it yet. Or actually, people who probably do train a lot wouldn't comment on it. They know that shit's real. 
Ooh, like ankle picks. Dude, I'm so I love ankle picks. So, so I'm bad at ankle picks. I'm so bad at them. But That's I did I hit one recently. Hey. I'm not going to say on who, but I was shocked <laughs> that I got it. And I was like, holy shit, it worked. And I was excited. So excited that I didn't fucking follow up. I was just <laughs> too just in that. shock that I got the ankle pick and I just stood there like a doofus. And I was like, oh shit. And then like they recovered. I was like, fuck, and I know I'm not going to get it again because now they know it's coming. But like an ankle pick is something that I could easily say, oh, that doesn't work. Yeah. But I haven't drilled it enough. I haven't trained it enough. So, I mean, it would work and it did work because I know that person, they do it to me all the time. Yeah, so yeah. it's like it clearly works. You know, so for someone to say that anything doesn't work, it's either you don't train enough or you're brand new and you just don't know yet. Yeah. Or maybe you're just a fucking doof and you don't know how to fucking do anything. Mm-hmm. Um I, I've had higher belts come at me on Instagram about shit that I've posted. The things that, you know, were being done by other black belts. And it's like, okay. Like, like I, I, don't know, I don't know what else to give you. So, for situations like that, people that run their mouths about moves that will not work or you think they don't work, it's like, look, until you're out there, like, shut up. Mm. just that's the it's, it's just a matter of opinion like i remember like gordon ryan ryan just had a match right and some i forgot which black belt but he's he posted a video where he was talking about like oh gordon ryan should have did this and gordon ryan should have done that and it's like that's gordon ryan's system you know it's a little different and it's not it, it maybe you don't agree with it but he explained like oh i don't like to control the wrist when i do this move because i lose mobility you know, yes, I have more control, but I have less mobility. And what I wanted was more mobility. So it's like, I'm, so he does things certain ways because it works towards the game he's trying to do. Well, I think that's the thing, too, is... It's, I think it's just stylistically, like, yeah. you know, people arguing with each other. Well, yeah. I mean, and I think that's the thing, too. It, it's all in how you say it. Because, you know, you can have a conversation about different mm-hmm. opinions mm-hmm. and it's a conversation that's calm versus someone saying it and it sounds like they're trying to tell you what yeah. you're like well Gordon Ryan should have done this well I mean he won so yeah it doesn't matter because it worked for him and again like you said he had you know a different preference to what he's doing because limit limitations here or there so I mean it's like I think about that when I train it's like, well, you and I talk about it. It's like I'm stuck in, you know, my old original training where I'm very brutish. It's like I'm not trying to finesse nothing. I'm trying to run through you. Yeah. And it works against other brutes. Yeah. I may not be the biggest brute, but if we're going to, you know, brute together, I'm going to win. But as soon as you start putting some real technique in there, and that's not to say what I've known before isn't real technique, yeah. but if you start finessing that shit and breaking down those little details, it's like. That's when it gets really tough. Because, like. Real, I, the way I see it, real jujitsu now is like, and I hate to put it like this, but it, it's just from my standpoint, and people mm-hmm. can beg to argue. But from a local level, right, a lot of schools like to brute and hustle around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The point of, from what I see in the jujitsu, is to control an area, and either have them go crazy till they tire themselves out control a limb so you could get more control points where they can't really move and you subdue them or just just really 
control them to the point where you're in a better position and it makes it, it they're using their momentum to put you in a better spot for some sort of attack do you think a lot of that well i mean it's changing now but do you think a lot of that came from a lot of watching of mma i think so and i think it's just a, a an athletic culture too right yeah, sure like let's say let's look at uh we look at like football right mm-hmm. You know, there are strategies. It, it's basically pl- uh, throwing a ball and chess put together, right? There's positions. There's, there's, there are people have certain moves, and they move a certain way to essentially get a, uh, um, a goal, right? To get There's yeah. a goal in mind. And because, but when you see them training, right, the way media portray, portrays it, it's like, you got to fucking go. You got to go. You, you got to, like bum rush through them you gotta like when they do their drills you, you, all you see is like the training 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 but you don't ever see the thought, thought process that goes behind it yeah same yeah. thing with like even boxing right another competitive like combative sport right you see the training like everyone's looking at mike tyson like oh he's like he's still fucking like awesome he's still like you know go ducking down and throwing those big ass bomb shots and it's like true i mean pacquiao did the same but mayweather out finessed him right and that's tough for me to say because I'm, I'm Filipino. But it's true. Like, Trust me, I, I had a tough time watching that fight, too. I, I, a bunch of Filipino friends. I'm like, oh, man, I'm with y'all. <laughs> it's funny because I got a lot of shit for it because I'm actually a Mayweather fan more than Pacquiao, which is crazy. But I love the way I'm a, I'm a huge. What If you're a counterpuncher, I'm already like, I'm all about it. Right? Yeah. I love counterpunching. And Pacquiao, his style is like, it's it's perfect for him but it's not made for me for me it's similar to Mayweather I like to even in Muay Thai right if you throw something at me I like to either I like to parry I like to um I like to duck out of it or something and I I like to counter right away with some sort of combo right Pacquiao is like bum rushing like just always straight through and for me stylistically even though he's I guess what you would call a fellow uh, Filipino I'm not that's not stylistically. I don't like watching that. Like I like to see what Mayweather does. I like to see Canelo's head movement, like moving back and forth. But that I think also comes from being a combat athlete, though, and looking for yeah, yeah. the science of the beauty of it yeah. versus you know your regular casuals. Just like with MMA, it's like you know you'll see a fight, you know, two fighters up against the cage, mm-hmm. and you'll just hear the crowd booing, and it's like, and there are times where that may be warranted. But there are times where they're working. You see hand fighting. You, you know, you see, like, positioning. You see them trying to, you know, dig for underhooks. You got yeah. people booing. It's like, no, they're working, dude. Like, y'all y'all just don't see, you know, what's going on here. It, what gets weird to me is, like, for all the people that bitch about certain elements of MMA, such as um, cage, you know, um, fighting up against the cage or even on the ground. Yeah. None of these motherfuckers are watching Muay Thai. None of them are watching kickboxing. Very few of them are watching boxing. But, you know, you just put uh, them in an MMA, you know, event watching. It's like, oh, stand them up, stand them up. Like, I, so you reminded me of New Orleans a bit because we were watching, I forgot who we were watching. It might have been a semis fight. Or we were watching a USC event. It might have been his last fight. And um, we're all in the lobby. We're all chilling. We just had, you know, we fought, everyone fought that day. Um, everyone did a pretty good job. We're all in the lobby. We're, we're just, we're on, we're, I think we're just watching on someone's laptop. 
and we're just minding our own business, right? We're just there because there's just better reception, yeah, better Wi-Fi, and um, I'm just sitting next to Mahoney and and Coach Julius and some of the other guys, and we're all just watching the the ground aspect of MMA, right? And some some guy walks right behind us, like <laughs> easily 300 pounds. Um, has not ever trained and probably just my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> so we're sitting there and we're kind of just watching. And he goes, "Oh, hey, you know that's that uh, that cage fight and stuff." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. We have a teammate fighting on this." He's like, "You know, back in my day, I uh, I did a little bit of boxing." And I was like, "Oh, really? That's cool. That's cool." But and then he, you know, it, it, whatever speaker shit, I don't care, right? And um. He goes, but I don't understand that ground stuff. It looks stupid to me. Like, why are they just hugging on the ground? <sighs> I remember Mahoney got so peeved. He was like, he was looking at the, uh, he was, he was looking at the guy. I, I stared at him too. I pretty much everyone kind of stared at him or bit their tongue. But Mahoney was like, yeah, it looks dumb as shit, huh? <laughs> and like the guy. I think felt the atmosphere change, like his stomach dropped a bit because he looked at. He, I think he saw he saw my eyes, he saw Mahoney's eyes. Oscar was there, and Oscar definitely wasn't. Oscar's a, I love Oscar, but he's a he's a hothead. <laughs> and and we, we, he just saw he just saw all of our glares, like just looking at him, and he was just like, "Well, y'all have a good night." <laughs> he just did because. Like, I, I can see I'm about to get killed. Oh, and here's the best part. He asked us why we were there. And <laughs> obviously, we're not the right group to say that to. So, you know, that becomes more and more apparent when, when we see MMA becoming what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you'll get people now that, you know, they still have this ignorant statement towards grappling. Yeah. And... <laughs> I don't know. Like at my job, we have uh, landscapers. I remember this was a few years back. Yeah. I want to say, like we're in twenty two, so probably seventeen, twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the owner of the landscaping company comes in, and I have my jump bag and everything. I'm gonna go go to class that night, and he sees my bag. He's like, "Oh, you do that MMA stuff?" I was like, eh, "I mean, I do jujitsu." I, I, you know, I used to do MMA, you know, and, you know, he kind of had like a look to him. I was like, I could see that. I could see this guy maybe train. It's like, he said he had a couple fights. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. I can't say if he did or didn't. I would say no, but what do I know? Especially at that time. Yeah. So, you know, every time he would come into the office, then turn in his invoices, we talk a little bit. The more and more, it was like almost kind of like he would say things like he's kind of poking, like like he's trying to rattle the cage. And it's like, first off, I'm at work. Number one, number two, I'm not. I, I don't know what you know, so I'm not gonna just fucking fight you. I don't have a reason to fuck with you. You know, shit like that. But you know, as time has gone on, now you start kind of running into more and more of those guys. It was like, oh, I used to train, or I, you know, I took a couple classes, or even better, I was at the Ravens game. Back in January, where I got COVID, probably. Yeah. I just had to get, there's no, like, <laughs> Phil was here and Phil texted me. was like, dude, I got COVID. You might want to get yourself tested. And yeah. I was like, so I blame it on Phil, but I, I probably got it at the Ravens game. I'm certain <laughs> I got it there. But um, I had on my uh, Ivy League jacket. Yeah, yeah. And 
the guy, we're standing in line, goes to the bathroom, the guy stands behind me. He goes, oh, you uh, do that MMA stuff? I was like, oh, oh, like, I didn't realize what I was, I was like, oh, no, no, I, yeah, I do jujitsu. He was like, I, I used to do that MMA shit. As soon as I hear anyone say shit, that MMA shit is like. When he says MMA stuff, that's already, like, you haven't done it. I was like, no, you did <laughs> Like, okay, buddy, you didn't, though. Um, he, he was like polite ish, yeah. but it was just like when he said that MMA shit and I was like, oh, cool. Oh, Hey, so, <laughs> you know, the urinal opened up, but the porta potties open. I gotta go. Thanks. Like, fucking weirdo. But we see more and more of that these days. I think it's, um, just, it's just the ego thing. I think yeah. it's just like, oh, you think you're tough. I'm tough too. It's like, yeah, but I am actually tough. And you don't have to prove it. Yeah. But. And there, there's no reason to prove it. Like, yeah. why do you have to say, like, oh, yeah, I used to do that MMA stuff. Or I used to be do that boxing stuff. Like, I, I had a person to me who was like, oh, yeah, I used to be a, a big-time boxer and everything. I was like, okay, cool, cool. You know, I used to do, like, you know, I used, <laughs> this is what got me. He was like, yeah, I used to train, like, twice a week and stuff like that. I'm like, no boxer trains twice a week. I mean, like, I, I think about it. I was like, let's say... Let's say in six years, mm-hmm. let's say something goofy happens. Yeah. I don't train for the next six years. Yeah. I don't see that happening, but let's just say something weird happens. At no point will, can I see myself being out somewhere, seeing someone with a sweatshirt that says Naga or New Breed or Good Fight, yeah. IBJJF, anything. At no point do I think I would ever say to him, oh, I used to do that shit or I used to do that. I feel like, if anything, I might get excited. Like, oh, dude, you train? Mm-hmm. Like, where, where that, at? That happened to me before. Like, at, at Renaissance Festival, I had a, a, a Naga shirt, right? And I was just walking around minding my own business. He's like, oh, dude, you train? And it was, like, the most ecstatic yeah. way to come across. He was just like, oh, wait, 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 what gym do you go to? You know, I was like, oh, I train at, um, I train at Ivy League, and then I cross-train at, like, other places, like Master, uh, Team Lloyd Urban and stuff like that. He's like, oh, cool, cool, I train at... Um, I think this guy was from Randori, but he was like, oh. you know, I know, you know, he was like, uh, you know, I know like Timmy Spriggs and uh, not, not actually know him, but he's like, I've, he's, yeah. he's done a seminar. He's, he's trained with us. And I was like, cool, cool. Like, I, I just had an encounter with someone recently, like a pleasant one. Yeah. Where was I though? That's, that's the thing, dude. Whenever someone actually trains, it's always a pleasant mm-hmm. encounter. It's not like, oh yeah, you know, I used to do this and that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Suck a dick. <laughs> um, it was. I was trying to think. It was like I know I was at the bar. I was at the bar somewhere. Yeah. Um, ah, that's the worst place. <laughs> no, no, so no, it was. It was a good. It, this was a pleasant one. It was a good exchange. Um, I, I hadn't seen uh, my friend Winter yeah. in years, yeah, so yeah. I was so fucking happy to go out and just have brunch with her. Mm-hmm. Um, AKA day drinking. That's that's what what it really boiled down to. So like, I'm gonna go get brunch. Yeah, let's get some tacos. Got some tacos and just like now, let's actually just drink. Fuck get some mimosas and Coronas. Yeah, we're just we're getting trashed. That like, but we're grown ups now, so we didn't get like too trashed. Yeah, like we just got trashed enough where we knew we probably should stop drinking at yeah. this point. But uh, you know, we sit down and. What did I have on? Um, oh, I had on my BJJ Wiki, um, the Pornhub logo. <laughs> and the guy looks and he goes, uh, the bartender, he goes, I actually didn't realize I had the shirt on. It, I had it on by design. That was the intent. Yeah. It was like, you know, wear your product out. But I forgot. And he goes, oh, you train? I was like, huh? 
that's the that's the line right there. Yeah, that's the actual line. You yeah. train? Where like what school do you go to? Yeah. Right. And, and and that's and then it became very organic. And I felt bad because now he and I are having this great conversation, and people are like sitting there waiting for drinks. Like, Fuck y'all! Like we we're engaged in a good conversation yeah. here. Um, you know, it was like he he hadn't trained in years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like college and everything, and yeah. school was just bogging him down. So he stopped. He moved away. And now he's back home. Mm-hmm. It was like, and also where he was training, it was out um, in the city. Yeah, it was just like the commute for him. Just getting there. I was like, I, I hear you. Yeah. Um, you know, I was tr- like trying to like get him. I was like, well, I mean, look, where where are you? I mean, we got we got a location in Owens Mills. I mean, you know, you know, you know, it's not too bad for you. You know, there's lots of locations. You can get back into this. Yeah. Um he, he sounded like he was, you know, not yeah. opposed to it, but then people just started piling up needing drinks. And then by the time he came back to me, I was fucking blitzkrieg <laughs> i didn't care about talking about jujitsu at that point i was just trying not to piss myself i was like okay and i looked at one i was like let's close out i got i got to walk around i gotta walk this alcohol off but um that encounter you know when you hear somebody say you know you train like my doctor my old doctor like i pick that doctor well number one okay so i pick female doctors because at some point they're gonna put a finger in my butt and they got small hands not because I want a female to put a finger in my butt, but I want the female. Yo, my hands, hands are ugly now. My hands are real bad. Oh, yo, the pinkies, yo. These things no, are. I got like a, I got a broken finger. I'm still training, yeah. but like there's the my joints are all swollen up and yep. they look like so they look like basically anal beads. Mine have gone down because really like before COVID, my shits were all busted. Like they've gotten better, but these pinkies are. Look at this. This trash. middle finger is actually slanted. I had to like break it back, or I pop it back into place. Um, but no, my that, that was in the middle finger towards you. By the way. <laughs> I love you. But uh, I was just saying, like it's actually. Yeah. <laughs> it was like I picked my doctor because she was a sports medicine doctor. No one's sucking my fingers. Sheesh. Sorry. Somebody Go. tries to suck my fingers. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know where that hand has been. I just got back from class. I haven't even washed my hands yet. Like I put some sanitizer <laughs> on it, and you might be okay. Maybe you might get, you might get staff. I don't know. <laughs> like, go see a doctor. But uh, and then I talked to you know I picked my doctor because she was a sports medicine doctor. And I was yeah. like, okay, that's yeah. yeah this yeah. doctor will know, like what's what's going on with mm-hmm. me when I'm doing dumb shit. Because mm-hmm. I was still like, I'm now a year into jujitsu. I'm still kind of dabbling in football and basketball a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, the injuries are stacking up. But, um, what it I can't remember. I think I went in, my hip was hurting or something. And I got to talking about jiu-jitsu. I mentioned uh-huh. her and jiu-jitsu. And then my doctor goes, oh, where do you train? And I was like, oh, <laughs> well. That's the line. That's and, the line. Where do yeah. you train? And then um, it turns out she actually, uh, her kids trained at 88 years ago. Oh, wow. No, wow, wow. Uh, she stitched up Danny um, Ives. Wow. And I was like, oh, shit, you know. So. I felt even more confident now yeah. in my doctor because it's like, okay, so now you have an understanding of the shit that I might come it, to I you need with. I to go to that doctor then. Um, and she had a little hand, so she, I knew what time it was. You know, it was like, all right, just, you know, <laughs> see the latex gloves going. It's like, hold on. You ever breathe and then, you know, let one out and wash your fingers? Deep. Well, oh, sorry. 
I had the emergency exit there. They need more doctors like that. I like, oh. I I saw a doctor and they were just one of my. Uh, I actually switched, and they were like, "Oh yeah, maybe you should stop training." I was like, "Okay, maybe you should go fuck yourself." Yeah, fuck all that. Like, I, yeah, I need to switch my doctor now because I asked for this uh, female doctor and I got this dude with these fucking catcher mitt hands. I was like, it's all know. about the hands. Huh? Yeah, like my doctor has to have little hands, dude, and it's mainly because again. The finger will go on my butt at some point. Once you start getting your prostate check, so I heard age. it was forty, but it hasn't happened yet for me. And I'm forty-four. I I'm good. So I've been hearing it keeps going later and later. Someone said forty-five. Someone said fifty. I don't know. But then my grandma said you can just ask them not to. You can decline. And I was like, I didn't know that was a choice. Because this entire time I was getting fingered <laughs> up. My well, like, I could say no. My yes, one, you have a choice. My one doctor, he would like do like little hernia tests and grab my balls, and it was always uncomfortable because like he would like do it like he didn't warn me or nothing. I mean, he would say like, "Okay, I'm gonna pull down your boxers." I'm like, like "What? Like, what the fuck are we doing?" And then you know, he grabbed one of my balls and he asked me to cough. And at this point, I'm feeling a little like uncomfortable, so you know, I give like a little. <clears throat> It's like a, a deeper cough. Did he, <laughs> did, he, did he smoke a cigarette after he was done? Did he offer you orange juice? No, but I was hoping he'd at least take me to the fucking movies. Something. Get me lunch. But, so yeah. you good? But he, he's a Star Wars fan, though. So I that. <laughs> That's all the day. Uh, uh, I mean, you might invite him to Nerve Age Radio one day. Like, so, Doc, trying to be on the podcast? It's like you're trying to get uh, fingered in the butt again? <laughs> like, we all need exams. But I, I got out of there before he could put a finger in my butt. He just grabbed my balls. Um, and then the new doctor, I'm not even fucking around with that dude. His hand, like, dude, his hands are massive. And I just don't feel comfortable. I skipped my physical last year because I felt like last year was going to be the year. Yeah, I, yeah. I was not prepared yeah i don't know how i'm feeling about it this year so i might try to get a new doctor but i gotta let them know it's like look i i'm asking for this doctor specifically please honor like respect my wishes please because you give me another dude with fucking hands the size of the kim day the matumbo's hand we're not doing this i will i will sue i don't know <laughs> like under what like reasons yeah but i will be upset because man look you ever heard of the stories of guys who got their prostate check and then they came? They had a <laughs> orgasm. I've heard a couple of those. Well, I mean, that, that's uh, like the male G spot in there, which makes me wonder, like, what's the doctor doing in there? They're just, I, don't, I don't know what they're doing there. They just kind of swirl around. Oh, maybe that's, that's the move right there. Maybe. Go upstairs. Finger, finger twister. Like, before the fights come on, tell y'all, like, hey, I'll be back. Sir, sir. <laughs> Make sure I ain't got kind of, uh, cancer. <laughs> swirl around just a little bit. <laughs> Get it a little deeper. All right, drop that second one now. <laughs> uh, this is why we can only do this once a year. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, like when my doctor dropped that line, I was like, where do you train? Dude, I was so fucking happy. Because you know that's like a legit question. Yeah. They know something, yep. right? They know something. It's like, well, even uh, my friend Teresa, she worked with someone. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where they trained at, but they were having a conversation, and she mentioned me, and same lingo. Where do they train? It's like, it's like if they say that, that's we're that's good. that's we're good. that's one hundred right there. So, Not the back in my day. Yeah. So, 
as you're competing now more frequently mm-hmm. and, and prepping for New Haven and uh, Masters of Worlds, mm-hmm. uh, like how are you feeling? You know, as it's getting closer for you. It's you know, I, it's it's weird because I'm I'm enjoying myself training, and really, it's all about the journey, right? And yeah. I'm starting to see that now. Before I was like obsessed with like, oh, I gotta win everything. I gotta win. I gotta win. I gotta win. It's like no, I kind of like seeing my improvement. I like seeing where I'm going. Yes, I'd like to win, but mentally, it's kind of like, yo, why am I even competing? Oh, to get better at jujitsu, right? I'm not. I'm not like Oscar or Karina or like Jamil. I'm not like professionals like them, or, you know. So, and and it's kind of like I just this is just really honestly an expensive hobby, but I love it. Like I really I really enjoy learning. I enjoy trying new things. I enjoy competing against other people now, because it's like, all right, what are you gonna do? What am I gonna do to counter this? You know, because again, in the gym, it's it's all about like, oh, I know what you're gonna do now. It's like, yes, you know my game. I know your game. So it's not. It's sometimes it's not even fun anymore because. I know what's going to happen. The, the, the chess aspect of jiu-jitsu is out the window sometimes when I roll with certain people. And even when I roll with uh, our, like our, our other gyms, right, maybe like the Elk Ridge location, or it's, it's fun, but in a sense, it's kind of like I still know what you're going to do because stylistically, we all learn the same thing. Yeah. So competing for me isn't, about, isn't too much about winning anymore. Again, I'd love to, but it's... I just like to play the chess game because it's 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 mentally stimulating for me. And it's I like to be mentally stimulated where I'm the active one. Like I, I'm really good at chess, for example, right? But it's boring. I'm sitting there, my body's just like, oh what you know, you're just gonna sit here and move one finger piece to another. But like in jujitsu, even even in striking. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, he just threw a jab. He threw a double jab. All right, so which way do I need to duck? What's his counter to when I duck? But jujitsu, it's just more, it's more active, right? When you do striking, you're given a certain amount of types of punches, right? Especially boxing. Boxing is super limited yeah. because you're only allowed to punch the top part, right? But then again, it's up to like your feints, and it's up to like how you want to fake. What what are you posting? What are you what are you tapping? What are you what are your where are your power shots? Stuff like that. But jiu-jitsu, it's like I have so many limbs to attack. I have so many areas to go attack. I have so many ways to go under, over, turn turn around. How do I how do I basically reverse this whole thing without not just only hustling for it, but also being technically savvy to the point where I can have a rest period and continue to be pressure pressuring and stuff like that. Yeah, with boxing I always for a while at least like early on getting into jiu-jitsu or not early on but like after a couple years i had kind of a limited shitty ideal or attitude towards boxing yeah and you know friends that said oh i box i was like okay well if you can't stop me from taking you down you don't box no more that's a Uh, (laughs) have you ever seen that that um that meme online where it's like a boxer and uh a grappler bumped against each other and they both go oh my bad right and then the and then they it, it shows the both of them walking away like it's a split oh, screen yeah and then they go like i'm gonna kick his ass or something like that it's and then i i love reading the comments section because it's like who's gonna say what and for me personally i've done both right <clears throat> currently i i did muay thai 
did kickboxing. I did regular boxing. I love I love martial arts in general. Yeah. Right. But if you get a guy who knows how to take you down and knows how to like finish it. Yeah. Or just even like be, just lay on you, it sucks. And I give it to the grappler. So I always say. I would say the edge is the grappler. Yeah. If they if they can get you to the ground. <clears throat> or even get you just kind of tangled up and wrapped up. But I always say like the smarter fighter wins. Mm-hmm. Like the the smarter fighter in their in their own yeah. discipline. <clears throat> because I'll say, you know, with let's let's take a, a collegiate wrestler. Mm-hmm. A, you know, D one monster. I'm pretty sure it'll fuck us all up. Just, just like, just at the very least, you know, they are going to set the pace. Yeah. And that's huge. Setting the pace, setting the tone, that's huge. Now, let's say we get someone who's been boxing, let's say four years. Let's say you get a jiu-jitsu player, two years. It's like, okay, that's where it gets a little kind of squirrely to me. Because for boxing, four years in, I'm not sure, you know, where, where life is. I don't. I don't know how, you know, how good they are. How you know what's what's their learning spot at that point? Whereas a you know grappler two years in, let's say three four days a week, pretty fucking solid at this point. Yeah, <clears throat> I would put my money on that grappler, but I feel like if that boxer is smart enough to understand his limitations, knowing I can't let this dude get me to the ground, because mm-hmm. that's the thing, knowing that you can't get taken yeah. down. I, I'm gonna put my money on that boxer now because he's aware. It's just a matter of can he fucking stop it, and also is that uh, jujitsu player gonna pull guard? <laughs> pull guard on the boxers, boxers going down and just punch the shit out of you, bitch. Um, but I I used to have a shitty attitude towards like uh, friends who really favored boxing, but these are also friends who they've never wrestled before; they didn't know anything yeah, about yeah. the ground game. So I try to explain that shit, and that's why I had a shitty attitude, because it's like I knew they didn't know shit. So I'm like, yeah. y'all are fucking dummies, yo. You don't know shit. And it's like, meanwhile, I don't really know shit either, but I know more than them. <laughs> but, you know, like, and that's when I started really, like, kind of thinking about it and, like, looking at shit. I was like, well, when you really think about it, like, the smarter guy in their discipline and understanding, too, understanding of your discipline. Because, mm-hmm. again, if you got a, a striker and they know, I can't let this dude get me to the ground. See that's that's okay. So have you did you see Demetrius Johnson versus Raw Tang? Yeah, yeah. That's the example I'm going at because Raw Tang is they're both beasts in their own discipline, right? Mm-hmm. Demetrius Johnson, obviously, UFC legend, goes unrecognized yeah. because of the his weight class. But like, dude, dude is a beast. Raw Tang also a beast. I mean, he's won all the titles in the stadiums in Thailand. He's or so to speak and then like you I mean one FC champion and other titles that I don't even know off the top of my head but like I mean both are basically masters in their their what they do right Raw Tang yo he he basically fucked Demetrius Johnson up when it was uh, the striking round right Demetrius Johnson was just surviving but when it got to the second round Raw Tang was just trying to keep distance because even the commentator said it if Demetrius Johnson gets a hold of him, you know that's that's the reason why Raw Tang is running back and back and forth, running yeah. around, and then he threw a hook. Demetrius Johnson duck under, 
just able to take it back and finish it. Well, I think I think uh, um, Mighty Mouse is also amongst one of the smarter fighters too out there as well. So that that first round, surviving, he yeah. knew like I just got to get through mm-hmm, this round because mm-hmm. that next round he tried to he tried to throw it back, and I was like, nah, nah. It's like, it's like that next round, it, like first off, yeah. he he's coming at me, so yeah. he's gonna be tired. I'm surviving. I'm a little tired, but you're gonna get more tired trying to keep me from getting you down yeah so i mean and that's the thing it's like ultimately the edge i'm always going to give to the grappler because bias but also just common sense i mean he he like tested the game like he knew he was going to throw a hook right after his kick right and it's a very Mm -hmm. common combo because if you throw a a rear roundhouse kick momentum should should physically say hey i'm going to bring that hook around because that your your lead hook around because that's how the momentum works if you're gonna throw like a hook on the other on the same side, you have to stop and you have to like focus on pivoting, right? So if you're gonna throw a roundhouse hook, momentum requires you to throw. To, uh, the momentum will allow you to throw that hook back, right? So he knew yeah. that that combo was coming. He was reading it, and then he was like, "Nope, I'm gonna go duck under, and I'm gonna actually just take her back." And you know everything that happened happened. Like he, Rontan got rear naked choke. Like I have really like one one like, fc is really really like well, they got that uh, deal with amazon mm-hmm. now too so they're I'm making excited. big moves and like the rules are the rules are like where true martial artists should be right mm-hmm. it, it's not just limited limit it, there's no limitations to like what can be done what right if you're gonna fight you there are rules where like you can even knee your opponent on the ground even if they're on there, you can knee them in the yeah. face. You can knee, it's like, this is like true. It's a fight. Yeah, it's a true. It's like the closest thing to it, right? Yeah. The other, like UFC, there's you, there's ways you ha- you could post to avoid getting knee to the head or like stuff like that. Yeah. And and people take advantage of that as mm-hmm. well. I mean, I know they've changed it up in some uh, commissions, but it's still. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like, I think it used to be if any, uh, you know, three points of contact. Now I think, like if you're if you're on your feet but a hand is down, you can be neat now. In some some commissions, I don't think all of them. Like so, I don't think Jersey in New York allows it. But um, and they, they I've seen it once or twice in the OC. Yeah, yeah. Since they've changed that, this was a few years back. But you know most people still commonly know the rule. Just don't do it because you just you got to be aware of where you are. Yeah. Because I mean we saw. Uh, um, Al Jermaine become champion. Mm-hmm. That that shit still blows my mind. It's like that dude just straight. It, it's almost like it, it's like you know the rules and he just threw me anyways. Like I feel like dude, do you just hate this dude? You just like fuck that belt and just need him in the face, or like was he? Because I think you're saying his corner was telling him to his, throw that. That's, that's what I heard. His corner said, and I think they couldn't <laughs> see the point of contact. Mm. And that's what it was. They said throw the knee, throw the knee. It's like, are you sure? <laughs> It's like yeah, but they're probably looking at the point of contact, and that's where it gets really um, iffy. I remember one time I was cornering a fight for Spartaca. It was uh, I think Huggins' like second fight in Spartaca, mm-hmm. and um, I went there to re- originally corner him along with Sebastian and Ives, but then there's this uh, independent who came by who actually used to train at uh, Master Lloyd's, but doesn't train there anymore. Um, his name is Spidey, and. We were, we, he was like, oh, thank you for cornering me, sir, you know, because I was a third coach. Technically, 
you know, I was, it was you, you don't really need that many corner like people yeah. at a corner. It's like two or three, mm-hmm. and he already had like Ives and and um, and Sebastian. But I said, you know, I'd like to try this because I like cornering. I like training people. Actually, yeah. I'm very passionate about training people. So I still call you Coach Mark. I, I address you lot, as Coach Mark to uh, everyone. A lot of people do, actually. So I, I appreciate that. I, actually, a lot, a lot, a lot of people do. But um, this kid, Spidey, came up to me and was like, oh, you're going to be my corner? I was like, yeah, let's, let's work on some stuff. What do you like to do? What do you like to work on? He's like, well, I'm, I'm predominantly a grappler. I'm a blue belt in jiu-jitsu. Um, and I said, okay, so let's how you're striking. So I held the patch for him. We went over some stuff, some combos. Um, kid honestly did a great job listening. Um, he was checking kicks. He was going for takedowns when I told him to, like, catch a kick. So, like, in Muay Thai, you catch a kick, right? You would want to sweep. But I told him, like, you know, if he catches, if he if he throws a kick and you catch it, bum rush his ass, double do a double, uh, double leg takedown, stuff like that. He was doing a really great job. He was winning the first round. Second round, he uh, it got to a point where the guy, his opponent, started putting four points of contact on the ground. Right? I said, okay, cool. And for Spartaca, it followed the uh, UFC rules, right? You can't knee someone if they're gonna if they're gonna um, if they're gonna uh, do all that shit, right? Yeah. So. He, he, I remember this is a very interesting moment because it, he looked at me and was like, Coach, what do I do? Right? This guy has his four points of contact down. What do I do? And I was like, All right, well, let's fucking work for it. So I told him, like, Throw some uppercuts. Throw some uppercuts. Right? The guy started eating them. Um, at that point, the guy started shelling up. And I was like, Good. Now that he's there, post your hand on one of his hands right there. Right, and then the other hand will be pinned against the cage. Now you could throw a knee. So he started throwing knees to the guy's head, and then that's when he fell to the ground. And then from there, I told him like, "All right, so now he's at the ground. I want you to shove your knee into that pocket, take his back, right, roll him onto." It. And he was able to do that, and he's able to get the rear naked choke, which was really, really awesome because it was like, okay, this is where my knowledge as a coach came in, and I was able to like force the situation and kind of give this guy his his uh, his W. That, that awareness too yeah you know yeah just yeah like telling you know throw the uppercuts you're gonna force him into something else because like once he covered up yeah like and i think that's i mean i guess in in the game it, it's known and respected mm-hmm. but i think again you know when you get your casuals and your outsiders yeah don't really get those little they don't understand those little details um my buddy he has a oculus the the vr goggles oh yeah there's a boxing game on there so he uses it for boxing yeah just just box not, fucking good. not some other stuff it's pretty fun how's the vr oh no, no the other porn oh okay he says you said it you said it's, it it's amazing <laughs> i i don't know personally i have i'm gonna uh you know this instagram money keep coming down and get 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 oculus myself um but uh the you know the boxing game it's fun it's real fun uh and uh, it's exhausting i tried it actually so it's exhausting but i wasn't too too tired Uh, oddly enough i was okay yeah as a matter of fact i didn't like when it was like in between rounds i was like fuck that come on like no no no, i can't like because because if i sit Uh now i'm gonna cool down so i was just like i I gave it 15 no i gave it 30 seconds i was like okay cool let me get back in there get back in there and you know that's what i was trying to explain um to my buddy it's like you know those little details. It's like you know, you know, as I'm like 
doing the stuff that we taught the kids in jiu-jitsu, like, like kid, kid jitsu, you know, kid, yeah. you know, kid Muay Thai, kid striking, just doing that. I got, I got a knockout. Like that shit worked. But <laughs> so, so that, that's my boxing debut. I'm like, you know, now I'm coming for y'all. But, but okay. it, apparently someone got sexually harassed on the meta using an Oculus. I heard Did you about, read about that. That's <laughs> that so fucking, yo. Yo, humans, yo, it, yeah, it like, never fucking ceased to amaze me, dude. It's like, yo, this is a safe space, and you're still out there fucking yeah. getting rapey. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Just keep it, keep it real chill. Like, but then, you yeah, have porn. Go somewhere else. Why are you fucking with people in in, in the party rooms now? It's not, like, even their avatars, it's like little Wii avatars. Yeah. Like, how? Why? It's like, what, like, oh, I love that bob cut you got, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Look at your head. It's all round. Like, what the fuck? Like, yo, people are so goddamn messy. It's so messy. Like, oh, my God, dude. Like, (laughs) every week, I'm like, yo, we need to hit the reset button, please. I think, well, they they, um, restarted the Large Hydron Collider. So I think that probably is our reset button. I think that's what caused Mandela Effect. I shit you not. (laughs) Like, I look. I'm gonna try to let's get out of weird because like, I don't want to have three three episodes in a row where we get too weird. But I'm just saying, it's the alcohol. Like, I, yeah, Which, dude. But this is my third mug of wine. <laughs> <laughs> the fights haven't even like like the prelims are still on. So we have. I'm, I'm here drinking Jack like out of a coffee mug. <laughs> like, hey, man, ah, this is look, man. It like it's just a good time. Just, it's you know, it, it what is, I got some uh, sangria, red, red sangria. I, it might be expired. I don't know. But it tastes good. Can, like, can alcohol expire? I thought it gets better. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it should only get stronger. Right. So why do they tell me to drink it, like, within six weeks of opening? I just, I don't know. I Maybe like, oxygen will come in and oxidize the alcohol. Maybe. You know what's really wild? Looking at the time, my daughter didn't come out and say goodnight. <laughs> a little emotional about that. Fuck, daddy. I'm yeah. ha- I'm watching the fights too upstairs. Yeah, she probably up there plotting them. Well, no, she likes coming out. She's like, dad. Like, you know, she puts on a little gloves. Like, can you hold the mitts up? Oh yeah, she still likes oh. to do that. Yeah. Like, like you know. Well, so she she's getting better with her uh, jab because it used to be like she pulled the arm weight back. I was like, like, what are you doing? Like, so her last time I was down here, she was like doing it. I was like, oh shit, she didn't pull that back. Like, she actually just drew the jab like straight. Like, hey, cool. I was like, all right, she threw a push kick. I was like, all right, you solid. Teep is kind of trash, but whatever. I mean, she's six. <laughs> what the fuck? And I'm not a fucking Muay Thai coach. I'm a fucking jiu-jitsu guy. But she keeps calling it jiu-jitsu. Yeah, can we do jiu-jitsu? Then she fucking starts kicking me. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? I checked her kick the other day. She, like, clashed shins with me. <sighs> That'll learn her. Fuck out of here. But, um, but yeah, having a good time here, drinking up. So, as you're prepping and getting ready for your next two competitions, and, you know, what comes after that? I know you're talking about kind of dialing it back a little bit. I do want to dial it back because, first of all, it's it's expensive. I got a new job at a different uh, – I'm going to be starting working at a high school now. Oh, I don't have the sound machine set up yet, but let's make some noise. God damn it. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I got a new job. I'm gonna be working at a high school. So I wanna, I wanna start um, just getting accustomed to that. And I kind of wanna just train without 
I want to I want to free train because I want to get back into striking just to stay sharp, right? I have no no reason to to compete again and go back in the ring. And if I do, it's really just a pity fight. Like if they go like, oh hey, let's find can we find someone who wants to fight at one ninety five or two hundred five? I'd be like, sure, I'll I'll do it. Will I be happy? Oh no, I'm fat and old. I mean, that's how I feel with most shit I do. Man, I'll do it. I don't want to. But I'm going to do it. I'll do it. And I'll give you, like, the real, like, you know, I'll, I'll go 100. But it's kind of like a... I'm going to complain every step of the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to throw... I'm going to literally knock you out and be like, oh, see, no. I'm so <laughs> tired. No, my back hurts. My hip's out of place. Look what you made me do. <laughs> Look at this. Look. You I didn't want, want to do this. You wanted this. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I, will, I will say I want to do more... If I do compete, I want to do more more, like, Naga stuff. Because I like the rule set for that. Um, at least for the no-gi, right? Because, I, again, I, I'm enjoying playing leg locks. I'm having, really, a lot of fun with that. You can wrist lock across the board at Naga, right? Yeah. Oh, that's why you want to do Naga. Oh, yeah. I like, <laughs> I've been wrist locking a lot of people, too, lately. You know, it's, it's just, I don't know. A, a lot of the the stuff people find disrespectful, I, I've, been, I've been enjoying. <laughs> and it's not, it's not because... It's not because I want to disrespect them. It's because we were so limited back then to, yeah. from doing these certain moves. Like back at our old gym, we weren't really allowed to an ankle lock. We weren't allowed a heel hook. We weren't allowed to wrist lock a lot. And it's like, well, you know, why are we limiting that? Now I kind of want to just dive right into it. I think also too, like when when you're messaging me, you're know, talking about like ankle locking everyone the other night. It's like, well, fuck them. Like, they can't stop it, keep doing it. That's what Coach told us in football. If they can't stop it, you keep doing it. Mm-hmm. That's the way life goes. Until they can stop you, you keep going. And the second that they stop, switch it up. Go do something else they can't stop. Yeah. And let them figure that out after 15 tries. So, fuck their ankles. Oh, they're, they're, they're defending the ankle, straight ankle lock? He'll hook them. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck their, fuck their uh, ACL. They don't need that shit. Like... Bitches. I did. I will say, like today, I tried working on entries to get into an ankle lock position. My God, I got fucked up. I have um, I tried I, different ways. I have a post I'm going to put up. I'll send it to you directly though. Um, different entry, entries uh, for uh, hill hooks and uh, straight ankle mm-hmm. locks. Because I was excited. I saw that shit the other day. I was like, Ooh, when do I put this up? It's fun. Like, I'm loving it. Like it, it's weird because I end up in those positions all the time unintentionally, and it's like. Do it. I'm not that guy, but I got you here. So what I tend to do is I'll posture. Like, I'll grab it yeah, yeah. and just let you know, like, I have it. Because there was, like, uh, this was a couple years ago. There's a couple couple white belts, like, kept fucking with me and just kind of going for my leg. So I was like, mm, okay, you can go for my leg. I got pretty flexible ankles, first off. Number one, number two, they're doing it wrong. It's like, here, let me show you how to do it. And I know I was doing it wrong. Yeah, they don't know I was doing it wrong. So you know, it was like it obviously wasn't too wrong because it worked. They tapped. Yeah, but I didn't feel it was secure. Yeah, but it was good enough. And that's the thing. It's like I end up there a lot on accident. It's like I should just probably start playing that game, but I also don't fucks with no gi like that. So, like, I'm I'm not opposed to no gi. I actually like no gi more to be honest. But mm-hmm. I'm just. I think 
well, part of why I like it is because I sweat a lot. So you can't really fucking hold me. <laughs> but the problem is I sweat a lot, so I slip in my own sweat. And I feel so stupid when I, remember, I do it. I, I remember one time I did Thai's, a Coach Ty's class. And uh, it was a no-gi night. Um, well, he teaches mostly no-gi. And it was a hot summer day. And everyone was so sweaty that, like, you could literally slip and slide across the mats. And it was like the most disgusting thing. But then I say it's disgusting, but then we started using it like a slip and slide. Like I, I was one of the people who ran across a flat mat and sliding off it. What was it? Oh, I remember back at uh, the old gym, uh, the old Ivy League. I remember we we're doing uh, the warm. Was it warm ups? It had to have been warm ups, but I think we had a class before. And I remember we're jogging around and I slipped in my own sweat. And it was. It was just this one patch. Yeah. It wasn't like the mat was covered. It was just this one patch, and I happened to hit it, both feet in the air. Perfect break fall. Played it off. Like, because what can you do at that point? You hit the mat. Everybody sees it. You can't even like, uh, you know, whatever. It's like I hit the mat, laughed, got up, and I was like, what? I said some something silly to kind of compliment it, but. I mean, shit, motherfucking sweat. I don't know what to tell you. Like, fuck y'all. It's part of the game, honestly. Yeah, people are like, oh, it's not sweaty. I don't want to do no gi. You guys get sweaty. Oh, I want to do more no gi. Actually, yeah. You know, I do like no gi. Like I said, I like it more than gi. The only thing I like in gi is the controls, like with the lapels. Mm-hmm. But even with that, like I still try to do things without relying on the lapels. Yeah. Because, it, you know, if you get a good collar, collar tie... You know, you you get that no gi anyway. So just keep that that yeah. same energy in gi, and you know you'll be fine. But every so often, get a little lazy, and <laughs> you got to get that lapel and like, come here, bitch, and yank them down. But um, actually, there's just one uh, white belt that I've been rolling with on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Well, every so often, I don't see, he's not there too often, but he and I rolled gi. He's he's pretty good. Um, he was trying to go for a punch choke. <sighs> he felt disrespected. So he was digging his knuckle into my cheek. Oh, yeah. That's annoying. I'm not going to tap because he's a white belt. But let me tell you, this was, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. I've just gotten the ability to fucking eat a burger again because he was digging his fucking knuckle in and that shit was all like swollen and bruised and I was like I'm not tapping he, he hit me with an omoplata instead and he, <laughs> he earned it I like I mean it's like it was a sweet setup I was like nice like what you know I don't, I don't know what to tell you that was a nice setup you got me like <laughs> holy shit I didn't see that coming because I was like we were like half guard and I can't remember how he got me there but like I leaned too heavy and I, he saw the opening, he pushed and kicked that leg over. And he got his leg from under me. And I was like, oh, shit. He tried flipping over. Yeah, I tried, like, he, he anticipated. Because as soon as I felt myself going, I tried to do the flip and he caught me. I was like, oh, good. shit. Like, oh, no. And I tapped. I was like, all right, tap. You know, it, I mean, he earned the fuck out of it. But that punch stroke was trash. I was pissed. So um, I like to go with him, no gi. So I could just fucking ankle lock him left and right. He's not ready for it. I know he's not ready for it. Just like, I'm just, <laughs> like, just fucking destroy him. It's like fuck you and your fucked up punch jokes, bitch. Sorry, I'm 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 been drinking a little bit. I'm a little emotional right now. I'm trying to get it out before my daughter comes out and say goodnight. 
So she'll come down and hear, Dad, why are you saying bad words again? Yeah. <laughs> no, that I tell you when like she saw a bee, like when it was springtime. Oh, she, she said was, something. Is that a fucking bee? <laughs> and I mean, I knew I knew she knew the words. I, she didn't know the context. I think for years she's been saying, "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like, "What the fuck is cunt?" <laughs> so, like, I don't think I say cunt around her. So, like, I'm not a fucking complete monster. Yeah. yeah. But like, watch, oh, we're watching Moon Knight, fine parenting there, in uh, the truck. It's the first episode. The truck is going backwards, and she's like, like Sarah and I are like laughing. Oh, when he's going down the hill and everything. Yeah. yeah. Like Sarah, and I are like, oh my goodness. And so he's like, oh, 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 shit. She started. <laughs> and Sarah didn't catch. I was like, I was like, hey. And Sarah was like, what? I was like, she just. So, oh, and we just told her like, look, there's some words that are for adults, some words that are for kids. Yeah, you know, and the thing is fucked up. She doesn't she, like she didn't ask like which ones are which, but she knows that shit and fuck her off limits. But I think those are the only ones I really say around the house. I don't know that I say bitch a lot. I, I, I say cunt, but not around her. I think I, I say cunty sometimes, and I've called a couple people twats, but I don't know that she's like because I, I kind of say I'm like real sly. So yeah. I don't think she catches on. Um, I think I say motherfucker once in a while. Yeah, you know, but look, my kid's not, like, using heroin, so I think I'm still doing a good job. <laughs> I fucking know. Like, she's six. So, is there any, you know, with, with uh, transitioning to wanting to do more, like, local, like, Nagas and things like that? Yeah, yeah. So, with that being the case, like, what would be kind of the catalyst to get you back to IBJJF? tournament nothing are those completely off limits or just like kind of cutting it down a little bit i'm still gonna do like regionals right okay. but i'm not gonna do it like any grand slams because i mean i just want to have fun you know it's just there are people who were, who were like oh you should do world you should do masters i'm like yeah i mean i'll do it when you know but like this coming year it's not going to be too appropriate because i do want to go back to school i want to finish up a degree that i started um another degree and I want to get that done out of the way. Um, I want to situate myself at my new school. And it's really just, it's so crazy because, like, I, I, you know, I listened to Alex's, uh, when, you, when you interviewed her. And, like, I follow her and Faye on Instagram. And I talk to them sometimes um, about, like, you know, what are you guys doing? Like, how's your trip and stuff like that? You know, just nice, cordial stuff. And, but then it, it brings me back to when Alex was like, you know, this is just a BJJ life. And I love it. And I was like shit i love that too i would i wish i could do that and i was talking to joe recently joe huggins and i was like man imagine we were doing all of that 10 years ago right because that because joe mahoney and i would literally still be doing all of that right we'd probably be like doing all these ibjfs and everything all over the place um and taking it that far honestly well i think that's the thing too is like when we look at the tournaments and just just all that goes into it the prep the cost getting there yeah everything that's but then a, also our age yeah and that's that's the biggest issue like I, alex and Faye are younger than me right and then this is their this is actually their career yeah. right for me it's not my career my career is like working in the school systems and stuff like that so that's why i say like it's a really expensive hobby 
right? But it's it's I'm so passionate about it. Like if there, if there was an opportunity knocking on the door, say like, hey, we'll pay you like, fuck it, like 50k a year to train jujitsu and do this and that. I'd be like, shit, I'll do that shit till I'm 60. I'll do that shit till I'm like 70. Right? Dude, it's if like I would have won the Mega Millions. I would have had you, son. <laughs> like fucking 700 plus million. Like it's an embarrassment of riches. I was just like. Who trying to be a martial artist? I got you. <laughs> Sorry. Sugar daddy mode. <laughs> but that, that's the thing. I would do that. And it's, and if I was younger, like, because the only reason why it was difficult for me then versus now is just mostly because, you know, I was working two jobs. I was working as a construction worker. I was also working at a, as a, as an after school teacher and shit. Like, I, like some people know this already, but like, I even worked as a stripper to like you know make rent and stuff like that too on the side and you know i i enjoyed it it was fun time but like now it's like you know i got a girl i got a house i have a dog and stuff like that and like i have responsibilities and obligations towards all those things and it sucks because i I still want to do all these things like oh i want to compete i still want to like get to like purple belt and have a good time right but like obviously i'm not even worried about purple belt anymore like last year i was but now i just want to like enjoy the process and, yeah and really really like enjoy the process of like all right being a blue belt what can we learn what can we fix being a purple belt cool you're that you're you're at that pro level now what can we what can we fix you know just what can we fix what can we learn what can we develop all right. So as a blue belt and competing now and, you know, pushing and I know you say like you're not really gunning for the purple belt. It'll come when it comes. Mm-hmm. But I still say, you know, competing, you know, you're, you're getting closer and closer for you at blue belt. What's what do you consider like the top of the mountain for you? Like blue belt success, like or all that needs to be accomplished for you, I guess. Or maybe not even needs, but like you want to accomplish that blue there's there's a lot of different ways to go about it, right? So like winning like a nice major or grand slam, right? So one of my goals is actually doing like IBJJF uh, North American Masters. Right? I talked to the guys about this. I think it's going to be a fun it's a fun way to do to test there's my skill out. That's outside of like oh, regular IBJJF. Um BJJ Pro is another one I want to try. Right, Masters World is obviously the top top thing. Sure, and, but it's it's hard. Like my last division, I had like fucking like sixty people, and I went positive on my record, and you know I didn't do bad at all. But it's just like that's how my mindset was. Now it's like, why am I doing BJJ? And it, it is a sport for me, right? It is a sport. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is a sport for me that I want to get better at. But. For the top of the blue belt, it's honestly just competing, seeing my own improvements now. Okay. Right? It's not just these tournaments that I, I, I want to try and do, these tournaments I want to try to work on. It's actually like I want to see what my variety, right? So so the, the concept uh, we have is like at blue belt, you got to be good at one thing, right? So I know at blue belt right now. A lot of people at the gym at SP, they're like, oh, man, Mark's get really good at, like, ankle locks, playing that bottom guard. I know at OM, if you talk about Mendy, people are like, man, he has a good De La Hiva guard, um, and so on. So people are, like, at the blue belt level are known for, like, a lot of things. Then um, 
talking to my coaches and some of my other teammates like Epps, um, Coach Keith, and even like Coach Vanessa and other people, they're like, now you got to be good at everything, right? You got to you got to you got to have a little no knowledge of something, but you also got to know it at its fullest potential, right? So like. A purple belt doesn't just know lasso. They also know how to do De La Hiva. They know how to do, like, um, X-Guard. And they know how to transition to, like, other stuff, too. And, like, that's that's where I want to see myself at, right? Because, like, late, like, my past couple tournaments, I played a lot of lasso. Um, now I'm starting to play a lot of X-Guard. And, I'm, and, like, I want to see myself do more of that, right? I want to see myself play different guards. I want to see myself diff- attack different things. And like there, there is a saying like you know what 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 are you taking home like what 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 is your go to and like yeah I do have a go tos, but I want to be able to transition from like different guards from different situations to my go to and that's really where I want to be my see myself at as a, as a blue belt. That's when I know I could I could become a purple belt is because now it's not just I'm playing oh I'm playing lasso I'm playing closed and I'm you know now now I'm playing like five six different guards and i'm able to like transition to like my go-to moves i think that's an important way to phrase that and kind of look at it too and maybe that's something that just comes with the maturity of the belt rank yes knowing like you know versus somebody saying well i think i deserve to be this belt now it's like well have you done like i hate that you know i honestly hate that line (laughs) i think that line is full of shit like, I haven't heard it a lot lately, but I remember being a white belt and hearing it I hear amongst like, other white belts. And it's like, I, I deserve to be a blue belt. Like, what the fuck did you do? I remember, you know, hearing that. And I'd been there at this point long enough where maybe I could have been saying that, but I wasn't saying it because it's like, look, I'm trusting my coach. If he doesn't think I'm ready, then I'm not yeah. ready. But, you know, I heard a couple other cats, you know, saying like they felt like they should be blue belts. And I was like, bitch, like, you can't even do half of what I do, and I'm not a blue belt. So, yeah, like, what, like, what do you get your balls? One thing that bugs me is when a white belt says, "Oh yeah, I tapped this blue belt," or "I tapped this," uh, "I tapped the coach." I'm like, all right, you need to shut the hell up because your coaches, who one is a blue belt, one is a black belt, whatever, they let you get that with, so they you can work. You didn't legitimately get that. You don't disrespect your coach. Don't disrespect what they did. Because how can someone with like a couple of months, like six, seven, eight months of experience of jujitsu, beat a blue belt who just won IBJJF gold and also has competed like for the past, I don't know, maybe five years? What what gives you, why why are you going to say that? Uh, That's disrespectful to your coach. You can't do that. A guy that I used to work with, he put his son into jujitsu. Uh, I think I'm going to say a year ago now. Uh-huh. And he messaged me. And he, you know, was excited. He was like, yeah, finally got my son into jiu-jitsu. And, you know, he should have saw him on the first day. You know, he was he was putting in work on that, on, you know, one of the yellow belts. It's like, I didn't have the heart to tell him. I was like, you're letting your son work. It's his first fucking day. It would be disrespectful of anyone in that school to smash your kid on day one. Mm-hmm. That's That's a horrible school. They're letting your kid work. I mean, that's called being a good teammate and like yeah. trying to, you know, give you an understanding, give you a good feel. Yeah. And, and that's the thing with a good coach. I mean, you know, if you feel like 
it was like, oh, you know, I you know, tapped my coach who's a black belt. It was like, do so, you think that was legit? Then do you think he's a shit coach? You think he's a shit grappler? You think he shouldn't have a black belt then? Because you tapped him as a white belt after training for only three months? Like, you see how slow you're moving? Like, he was letting you work. Do you think you're that good already? Yes. Right? And it's like, you know, get your head out of your ass. Because you're... And the other thing is, like, when this guy said this, he was, you know, he's, like, maybe, like, I don't know, 120, 130, 140 pounds, whatever. The coach he tapped was is 210, 220. And it's, like, yes, you you know, again, in jiu-jitsu, it, it was invented to, for the smaller guy to subdue a bigger guy, right? But when you think about it, it's, it's like, again, now there's the experience level, eight seven months whatever yeah versus someone who who's competed non-stop and it's just he's a dog so well, again don't don't say yeah get your get your head out of your ass and I, I think to you know there's a degree to that though too where it's like you know you don't know any better i think that's where kind of like leave the ego leave your ego at the door comes into play because mm-hmm. You know, at some point, at one point, you don't really know that just yet. Yeah. And then once you figure that out, then that kind of talk dies down, I believe. You know, um, I, I know even for me coming in, I felt like I remember uh, there was a blue belt who let me tap him. I didn't feel like he let me tap him at the time. Yeah. I was super excited. I was super proud. But I remember looking back on it like a week later and I thought about my movements and how clunky they were. I was like, oh, shit, he let me do that, didn't he? Yeah. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, okay. But, you know, but then it was like, well, you know, good. You know, I appreciate him letting me go through the motions. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And, you know, I thanked him. I appreciate it. And, you know, I remember the first time I legitimately, I feel like I legitimately got a tap on the blue belt. And, I mean, again, I'm a brute. <laughs> so it was definitely some muscling involved. Yeah. But I was like, Oh my god! Like you know, there's no celebration to it. I was like, oh my god, I, I fucking tap somebody. Like this is fucking exciting. Like what do I do with this? Oh, should I go ask coach for a blue belt now? <laughs> like hey, I tapped this guy. Give me a blue belt. Um, but you know, there there are just those things about it. As you move through the sport, you just have an understanding, and like where you're at, you're at that understanding where it's like, I mean. You know what you want. You know what you're here for versus, you know, there are a lot of guys that are in the game where, you know, we're grappling. We're at a point now where we're like, what are we doing? Like, well, you know, I got a concussion last week, so I guess that's not what I should be doing. Yeah. But eh, I'll show up next week. <laughs> like, we'll, like, back to the drawing board. But just, you know, always moving forward and having that goal, I yeah, yeah. think, yeah. goal like personal goal i think is important so it's fucking awesome dude you're you're your goddamn inspiration mark you. <laughs> you're too uh, sweet no like when, when we chat um you know things that you say i do take that back and you know and, and think to myself it's like you know what i should look at it from this angle that angle this is important this is important you know i yeah. i have my notebooks so you know I do keep notes of conversations and just training and all that stuff, and so it, I appreciate it. And that's the thing. like I, I don't see jiu-jitsu as a competitive sport for me anymore. It, it is competitive and to a degree, right? 
but I, I, I really love to play chess, mind games, stuff like that. I love to see what I could do with my athletic ability and how I could, I could apply it mentally to something. And this is one of those things, like, people don't know, but I used to play, like, junior pro tennis. I used to play club tennis. And I enjoyed tennis because, one, it was a one-on-one sport, right? And it was a, it was a way to use different movements and different um, rotations on the ball to to basically outsmart my opponent. And, like, yes, I mean, there's, there's obviously the athletic and strength as, um, aspects to it. But to me, it wasn't about that. I, in fact, I don't know. It, it's kind of stupid because I had this huge build. I'm like 210, 200 to 210, and I'm like this big muscular guy. But I try not to use my muscles to that degree because, again, if with I'm, I'm a firm believer with pure good technique, muscle isn't really needed, right? If you know how to use your opponent's momentum against them, if you know how to like off-balance them, then you don't really need to use all that muscle. Yeah, I mean, you also end up a lot of time just when you start getting reliant on that muscle. It's like, it's like being an athlete, being like a, a, a good football player. Yeah. And you can always get away with being good because you're athletic. So you don't, you know, you take plays off or you don't pay attention to the, you know, you don't watch game film. You just know I'll make it happen. So I used to be that kid. And I was a shitty fucking teammate back then. I was a fucking trash team. Because I was like, dude, just get me the ball and I'll get to the end zone. Yeah, And yeah, I yeah. could. But then once you get to the team game in high school, they're like, yeah, that's not how this works. And I was fucking trash. So they're like, go play defense. And I'm a brute. So I was like, I'm going to fucking go destroy people. And it made sense for a minute. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but you're not following plays, you fucking doof. Because like, I was athletically gifted, so I just felt like I don't. Your rules don't apply to me. Yeah. So once you start getting into that that dependence of strength and athleticism, and they are key factors, but if you start depending on them too much, you don't learn technique. You don't care about technique, and then once you go against somebody just as strong, just as athletic with technique, yeah, you're about to get butt fucked, like my doctors <laughs> do to me. Um, so. I think that's a good note to end on. Fingers in the butt. <laughs> um, Mark. Yes. This is fucking great, dude. I love you to death, man. I love, I love you having too. you on the show, man. Big brother over here. Um, like, I, like I, I hate that we only do this once a year, but I feel like when we do it once a year, we get the best of it. <laughs> it's like, this has been building up for a year. Let's let it all out. This is just heart to heart about a sport we both love. And yeah. that's all it is. And I think that's the important thing is like we both genuinely love the sports. Yeah, yeah. And and we want the sport to be the best that, it's, that it can be. We, yeah, yeah. We're not like, like, would it be nice to make money off of it? Fucking oh, right yes, it would. Yes. But is it, is, is it a requirement? No. So, like, th- this, this was great. Like I said, I learned from you. I take notes. Yeah, and man, this likewise. Episode, same thing. I'm, I got to play it back and edit some shit out anyway so I'll, I'll be taking my notes um you got any mentions you want to throw out there where can we find you social media wise what's up oh man oh this is the part i really suck at <laughs> i made a social media page and i use it to watch cooking <laughs> and recipes because I, I love to cook it's like it's my coping mechanism i love cooking right see dude our paths are the same 
I used to fucking play tennis, but I was a brute. <laughs> like, I, I wasn't playing tennis like in a finesse way. I was trying to fucking kill people with the ball. Right? <laughs> it was like, oh my god, this guy sucks. Like, fuck you, I scored. Um, I love the cook. That's that's my happy place. Cook, so I'm so cooking is such a nice thing. Piece, like bacon. If if I'm having a rough day, I just bake fucking pastries. I bake fucking apple crisp, peach cobblers from scratch. Just cut the fucking peaches up. Like I haven't gone peach picking in a while, but fucking cut those bitches <laughs> up. Fucking make the syrup with the fucking sugar. Dear God, that might. Be, oh, I'm off next week for Sarah's birthday. Nice, nice. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm off this week for Sarah's birthday. <laughs> this comes out next week. Um, but no, I hear you. I hear you. Um, well, I'll link your social media in the notes. Um, <laughs> but uh, otherwise, uh, thank you for doing this, dude. I, hey, I fucking appreciate the hell out of you. Man. Um, everyone else who's listening, as always, thank you. Uh, it's fucking two years, man. This is crazy. And guess what? I haven't missed an episode yet. How many of y'all can say that? Probably like one or two people. And thank you for that. If you've been riding with me for two years, I went back and saw some of the Instagram like stories and all the people that supported me in the beginning that was shouting me out and, and promoting the podcast two years ago. And even still to this day, thank you so much. I appreciate you. If y'all have any questions, concerns, criticisms, feel free to reach out to me. BJJ.wiki on Instagram, off the mats podcast on Instagram. I'm available. Um, I, you know, I'm an open book. I'd like to give a big shout out to my good friends, Eric and Allie over at Armbar Attic. Uh, go check them out on Instagram, TikTok. Go check out the website as well. Um, also, go check out my friend Amy, uh, BJJ underscore judo underscore CO on Instagram. And she runs a bunch of groups on Facebook. Uh, the Blue Belt Mafia, White Belt Mafia, Meme Pages. She's fucking hilarious. Go check it out. Um, and go check out the website as well. I'll link that in the notes. Um, and then check out my other podcast, So You Like Horror. Most recent episode is going to be my wife, Sarah Beth. We'll talk about the Final Destination franchise. So go check it out. Otherwise, love you all. Thank you so much. You fucking guys keep listening. We're going to make it to a third year. Thank you all. Now let me see his song.